Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It would help if I turned up my microphone. It is Thursday, December 21st, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading, listening, wherever you're listening, and if possible, subscribing to the podcast and all my other uh, silly misadventures like on Substack and LinkedIn and wherever. Got quite a few tabs open today. A couple of these particular stories will be just quick, real headline, subheadline, a little bit of the intro um, and, a bit, and maybe a single point to make, um, especially the second one um, but the other ones a lot of a lot of um, good news in this particular episode so let's get right into it um, this is from uh, the register.com cyber crooks book a stay in hotel email inboxes to trick staff into spilling credentials research highlights how major attacks like those exploding booking.com are executed now this is a good news story because someone actually did somewhat of a post-mortem so, so this is from connor jones at the register cyber criminals are preying on the inherent helpfulness of hotel staff during the sector's busy holiday season researchers at sophos said the latest malware campaign targeting hotels involves sending emails that play on the emotions of staff while at the same time applying time pressure to trick them into downloading and running password stealing windows malware Two main categories of emails are sent, those that complain about serious issues regarding a recent stay and requests for information to assist in future booking. Both typically necessitate a fast response from hotel management. Complaint emails can range from allegations of violent or prejudicial behavior from staff or having possession stolen, for example. In these cases, attack attackers will often compose a strongly worded email only including text outlining their initial complaint. When the staff responds by requesting more information, the attacker sends a message directly to the staff to open a link that supposedly contains evidence supporting the clip. So there's, this is pretty, you know, it makes sense what they're doing, not the bad guys are doing because they, it's, it's social engineering. This is not, no one's hacking the system. I mean, ultimately they are because they're, they're getting into a system um, by having someone click on it, but they're not using a vulnerability. They're using people's goodwill to get into the system. So uh, this is a point specifically for the hospitality um hospitality world to be again to take this intelligence understand it and put in processes in place that ideally help you identify these type of scams uh, and do some further education of your staff to, to be on the lookout to not click on links things like that this is this is the type of attack that will will expand itself off of the hospitality world and go to other industries as well. I mean, I, I can certainly see it happening in retail where someone is going to claim that they went to JC Penney and they had a bad experience or their clothes don't fit, whatever. And customer service will open it and bad things will happen. So again, all of this stuff I talk about all the time has to do with just, it's really just intelligence, understanding the threats so you can work on your risk, right? So that's, you know, this is a great highlight, great point to make. This is not just for the hospitality world, but thank you to the hospitality world for at least having the ability to provide information on this and share it with everybody else. This one's going to be from the, yeah, no kidding file. This is from cybernews.com. Justinus Vanalikis reporting, and I apologize to Justinus. I'm certainly mispronouncing his last name. Federal agencies, this will be a shocker to everybody. You'll, you'll be shocked at this headline. Federal agencies do not comply with AI rules, audit shows. An audit of the US government departments and agencies revealed that most did not comply with artificial intelligence laws and regulations. 
The Government Accountability Office, which oversees the operations of the government's legislative branch, has examined the current and planned use of AI in 23 federal agencies. It found that most are not equipped to actively address AI risks and benefits. The GAO offered 35 recommendations to improve the situation. Again, this just goes to show that we are, and and I I reference now back to a substack I did a few weeks ago about the government's not coming to fix our cybersecurity problems. They're real good at putting out the regulations, not so good at following the regulations, which I don't know, none of us are surprised at any of us uh look at what happened during covid but whatever um but again the point being if you're going to make rules follow the damn rules yourself um so you know it is what it is um this is not a surprising headline we'll probably see more of it but again your federal government here helping you and really uh doing good things with your with your tax money darkreading.com this is john Layden reporting iranian seed worm sp- cyber spies target african tele- com- telecommunication companies and isps an Iranian-backed cyber espionage group is actively targeting telcos in North and East Africa. According to security researchers at Symantec, the latest cyber attacks by the advanced persistent threat it calls seed worm, also known as Muddy Water, APT-34, Crambus, Helix Kitten, or Oil Rig. It would be really good if all these entities that come up with APTs would have one name, but I've said that many times. They're targeting telecommunications sector organizations in Egypt, Sudan, and Tanzania. One telco sector organization in particular, previously infiltrated by seed worm earlier in 2023, but so far unnamed, is bearing the brunt of the latest assaults. Why? My guess is they're somehow associated with Israel, would be my guess. And this just kind of goes to show that, you know, obviously, Iran is branching out to other areas of the world and it's just a matter of time before whatever these particular attacks are are going to be coming our way Um, some tradecraft listed here the Iranian cyber espionage groups are known for establishing false persona on LinkedIn and elsewhere in order to persuade targets to open malicious links or attachments rather than relying on unpatched vulnerabilities to hack into targeted organizations here we are again we are looking at social engineering and you go working on people's goodwill and, and trust and all that kind of stuff for this to happen and it's very easy and this is why the bad guys win because we're not educating folks we're not making them aware of what to be on the lookout for we're not sharing intelligence all that kind of stuff uh so seed worm coming to a compromise near you scmagazine.com steve zuria reporting and this is a bad headline i mean it's it's but it's good intelligence i will say one in four high-risk cves are exploited within 24 hours of going public. Researchers have found that 25% of high-risk vulnerabilities were exploited on the same day they were published. In a Tuesday research blog by Qualys, researchers spotted the n- a number of trends tied to the release of common vulnerabilities and exposures, or CVEs, reported over the past year. Along with the speed in which hackers pounced on the known bugs, it also noted that 97 of the high-risk vulnerabilities reported in 2023, so far, which were likely exploited, never made it to CISA's known exploited vulnerabilities catalog. Quote, the rapid exploitation of vulnerabilities, especially within the same day of their disclosure, is a substantial concern, said Saeed Abbasi, manager of vulnerability research at Qualys. It leaves organizations minimal time to patch and react to these vulnerabilities, increasing the risk of breaches in cyber attacks. The trend stresses the critical need for proactive and efficient vulnerability management. So, of course, the problem here is, what do you do? Do you not report? You have to, you have to let people know about them. There's no way to do this um, covertly. Uh, so it's really quite, quite a problem in the sense that bad guy. And, and again, I've probably said this before, but bad guys are looking at these as just as well as the people who need to protecting systems. So again, intelligence is valuable only in far as you use the intelligence. So if you get a, if you're, 
but it's hard, right? If you're a small or medium sized company, how do you stay on top of all the CVEs? I mean, did they say how many there were in this one? Um, so 97 high risk doesn't say the total number. That would have been something good for me to look up before I started this podcast, but I'm sure it's a lot. So if you're a small, you can't, you can't stay on top of them all. You can't say, okay, is this is something we have. I mean, you, you need to be able to, but again, this is where you need help with people who can prioritize which ones you need to do in, in, initially. Cause there's certain CVEs that may be for hardware you have, but you don't have it configured to actually be a problem like log4j when that came out um i know of a company that that had it hadn't updated it but weren't using it in any way that could be compromised if that make any sense so again just be aware again until intelligence is the way to go that's going to be the theme probably for 2024 quite frankly cyber intelligence securityfairs.com perlugi paganini reporting german police seized the dark web marketplace kingdom market so this is one of the good news stories the german police seized the dark web marketplace kingdom market as a result of an international law enforcement operation uh they uh, were assisted by the u.s switzerland moldova and the ukraine and resulted in the seizure of the marketplace um i don't see where anyone was arrested oh, i take that um yes i take that back u.s law enforcement arrested on december 15th the alleged administrator of kingdom market alan bill known as vendor of kingdom official so good someone might actually go to jail for this um and the problem of course being this is one marketplace that goes down three more will pop up tomorrow but you have to do these things to show that you know you, you will get or somebody will maybe possibly get arrested and when they do that's great uh, okay. Also from the good news, ferry securityfairs.com. Same thing. Paralugi reporting here as well. Law enforcement operation hike IV led to the seizure of $300 million. So this one was a really good one. I actually posted on, uh, I posted this article on LinkedIn. I, I think I said, I looked up the diction. I looked in the dictionary for the definition of success and this article popped up. So an international law enforcement operation named, um, Sorry, H H uh, Hayek I V H A E C H I led to the arrest of approximately thirty five hundred suspects and the seizure of three hundred million dollars worth of assets. Clap up for all those guys. So Interpol this week announced an international law enforcement operation named whatever you can look it up H A E C I. CHI4 led to the arrest of approximately 3,500 subjects and the seizure of roughly 300 million worth of assets. The six month operation from July to December targeted organizations involved in seven types of online scams, business email compromise, e-commerce fraud, investment fraud, voice phishing, money laundering associated with legal online gambling, romance scams, and online sextortion schemes. Woo. That is quite a list of that they were targeting. So the investigators use Interpol's global rapid intervention of payments to detect online fraudulent transactions and froze the associated bank and virtual asset provider accounts. Uh, who all participated in this? Let's see if it lists them. So let's see. Sorry, should have done this quick. It doesn't say who the other countries were, but it was certainly several uh, because 3,500 subject Interpol wasn't arresting anybody. So it was, it was entities all over the world. So thumbs up to all the law enforcement that were part of this. And again, it's good when people get arrested. Now, will they spend a lot of time in jail? Leaders hopefully will. Will this lead to other bad guys? Hopefully it will. Um, some victims may see some of their money return. So that is fantastic. So great story. Great story all around. Infosecuritymagazine.com. 
Um, I'm sorry, that's not the right, that's not the right tab. Here's the right tab. Uh, from Phil Muncaster, cyber incident costs surge 11% as budgets remain muted. This is more of an intelligence informational type of story. The average direct cost of a serious cybersecurity incident increased by 11% year on year to reach $1.7 million in 2023, according to the consulting firm SRM. Now there's other reports that have that higher. So I guess it depends on who you listen to, but the firm pulled 600 C-suites and IT budget holders from the US and UK organizations with revenues over 500 million to produce, produce the report. The most common incident types were fraud, third-party compromise, data exfiltration. They varied, these types of things varied by sector. The larger the organization, the greater the risk of data exfiltration and ransomware, the study found, which is interesting, right? Because the larger the organization, the more money they should have for cybersecurity, yet they're getting hit more often. Interesting. Um, the average um, 1.7 million rose significantly to 2.7 if you didn't have cyber insurance. Uh, so let's see if it talks, uh, this talks a little bit about cyber insurance here. Next year, they predicted the rise of a more healthy 8%, although in prior years, the actual increase has been significantly less than predicted. Retail, 28% increase, telecoms, 27, pharmaceuticals, 27, share, whatever. Um, so what are they talking about here with this, as far as how much it costs? It doesn't really say. Um, so this is it. Well, the article had an interesting point, but it doesn't seem to have made it. In other words, so they're saying that you know companies aren't spending much on on cybersecurity yet. The number of attacks is going up. It's something we will see in 2024. So I probably looking at this now, I would say you probably don't have to read. I gave you most of the key parts of that. Um, but again, the point being right that. People are getting hit with by bad, cyber bad, bad guys. They're not spending money to secure it. So which way do you want to go? Spend half a million to protect your systems and do training and all that, or wait for the eventual hit and pay th one to one to three million. That's a decision that leaders have to make. That's going to do it for the news today. All these stories are linked in the show notes if you want to review them. Tomorrow will be um, Op-Ed Friday. I will take off next week. We'll probably not have any podcasts for Christmas week. You all are busy. You don't need to hear me pontificating on silliness. Um, but with that, I again, thank you for taking the time to listen. Know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk one more time before Christmas tomorrow. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.